Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I am your host, Doc. I hope that you had a great weekend so far. I hope that everything is good with you and yours. We're going to get to this bad boy. And the gist of the show today is I want to talk about average homeboy and how I don't even know what that really means. But we will get to that in a second and I will fully explain what I am getting at. This week we lost a couple of people. We always lost some people to COVID-19 and I will get to those numbers because I am highly confused and I'm not afraid or scared to admit that I'm confused about the information that's being disseminated about COVID-19 at this point. I don't know what to make of it. We lost Frederick Casey Price. He was a pastor, preacher, televangelist. He died at the age of 89. I was not a big fan. I didn't really watch his show. I came across it, I guess, coming in drunk some Sunday mornings, and I guess I watched it for a few seconds, but that was about it. I don't have nothing to say good, bad, or indifferent about the man. We also lost Cedric Swab Cotton. He was from the R&B group Ideal. They had a couple of good songs back, I guess, the late 90s, early 2000s. He passed away at the age of 46, if I'm not mistaken. He was stabbed to death in Houston, Texas. God rest his soul. Vincent Jackson, a former Charger and Buccaneer receiver, died at the age of 38. He played 12 seasons in the NFL, three Pro Bowl seasons, six 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, this is a tragedy. I don't know really what's going on here. I don't speculate. I know that he was in a hotel room in uh and that's where his body was found. He was a young man, only 38 years old. I mean, I hope and wish the best for him, his family, really. We also lost Johnny Pacheco. He is a salsa music pioneer. I went back and listened to some of his music with Celia Cruz, and it was phenomenal. Uh, he was a big loss. He died uh, at the age of, I believe he was 78 years old. And Ari Gold, who's a pioneer in the LBGTQ community, he was an artist. He died at the age of 47. We also lost raggae artist and uh, toasting pioneer Uroy at the age of 78. And Prince Marky D from the Fat Boys died at the age of 52. Now, also, a person who passed away, but I can give less than a rat's fuck, was Russ Limbaugh died this week at the age of 70. He has to work out whatever he needed to work out with his maker, because when he was on this earth, he disseminated falsehoods, homophobia, hate, racism. And so I only say dead to him, not rest in peace, because I, that's not on me. I don't wish well to those who don't wish well to people who look like me. So, like I said, these are the people that we lost. We also, COVID-19 has now 28 million cases in the United States of America. Over 497,000 people have died from this virus. Worldwide, 109 million cases, 809 million cases, 2.4 million souls lost to this virus and still counting. This is abomination. I mean, I know we have Fauci out there telling us that we might have to wear masks to 2022. 
I mean, so one day they say that the numbers are going down. We're not getting the vaccines. I still not have been vaccinated. I don't know if you have. If you have, please contact with me. I would love to interview you. It would take two minutes of your time to call into Strange Talk with Dodd so I can discuss your side effects, how you felt, were you scared, were you nervous? I mean, you know, the basic questions that a lot of people would want to know because I have not lived through it yet. I haven't even been called to set up for an appointment to get the vaccine. So I'm highly interested in what your mental state was at the particular time that you were not only called, but you were set up, that you went down. How did your body feel the day of? How did your body feel the following days? I mean, did anything change at all? And you know what? This is information that should be shared. If you have it, and if you, like I said, if you have had the vaccination, please just contact me via my my webpage. I will get back to you. I will make sure that I set up a time that's convenient for you to talk about this inoculation, if you will. Now, I did say that I was going to talk about average homeboy, and I don't know what that means. So, you know, because I believe in living life. I believe in enjoying life. I believe that life is not a joke, but there has to be some rules to conducting yourself in this life. Because I want a life that's abundant. I want a life that's fulfilled. I want a life that is has honor, integrity. I have a code of accountability and reliability that I must follow. Does that make me special? That does not make me special. Does that make me unique? That does not make me unique. But I think that it's an abomination to live a life when you don't have rules and regulations. And I am talking hard rules. Rules that you cannot and you will not break under any circumstance. I don't steal. I have never been a thief. It is just not who I am. I try not to ever lie or give bad advice to anybody. It does not benefit me to give bad advice that could be used against me at a further date because a person says, because of the information you gave me, I went in the wrong direction. I don't want that on me. I don't need that on my head. I don't need that in my heart. I don't need that in my soul. So I stay away from that type of activity. I also stand on my own two feet. I believe that we must stand on our own two feet, that we must find a way to be strong. And if the things that come against us knock us down, that we have the strength to stand up against them, especially if they're our fault. I believe wholeheartedly that every relationship that you are in, you are responsible for 50% of how that relationship turns out, be it work, personal, schoolmates, churchmates, no matter what, neighbors, you play a part in everything that happens to you. So putting responsibility and blame on others is not something that I will do. I don't believe in talking about people in the third person. If somebody is not in the conversation, I will not bring them up in a conversation. I don't ask people how other people are doing. If I'm speaking to a buddy, I won't ask him how his brother's doing. I won't ask him how his father's doing. I won't ask him how his mother's doing. Because if I was in their life, I would know how they're doing. 
I mind my business, and I expect people to mind their business when it comes to me. I don't like to hear that I've been talked about. I've been doing Strange Talk with Doc for now, since 2017. I have never used a government name of one person on any broadcast, and we talk in hundreds of episodes. That just lets you know that I live it, I don't just talk it, I walk it. Not one name have I ever used of any person in any situation have I used their government name on Strange Talk with Doc. I really am not a big fan of talking about people. I don't even bother talking about celebrities. I'll say rest in peace from here and there, but for the most part, you never hear me gossip. You never hear me spread rumors because it is not who I am. But these are hard laws and rules that I follow every single day of my life. I don't believe in borrowing money. I have loaned a lot of money in my life. I've been blessed enough to be the loaner and not the borrower. And so that's not something that I involve myself with. I never wanted to be average. I never wanted to be a B student. I never aimed for C's. I aimed for A's and A pluses because why not? Who am I to not shoot for the stars? Somebody told me, and it resonates with me still today, if you reach for the scars or the heavens, you'll fall into the stars. But if you reach for the curb, the only place you can go is into the gutter. There's no place for me in the gutter. I'm not fucking around with the gutter. I don't want nothing to do with the gutter. I came from the gutter. Bed-Stuy has taught me valuable lessons on how to conduct myself anywhere that I go. The rules and regulations of not stepping into lanes that don't belong to me. If it's not my lane, I don't step in that lane. I don't bother with that lane. I never have, nor ever will. My name is clean. I keep my name clean. When somebody mentions Doc, they're going to say he's an upright guy. He's a stand-up dude because I don't trick people. I don't fool people. I don't steal from people. I won't fuck your woman. I'm never going to try to step to your woman. I'm not going to try to step disrespectful to you, but if disrespect comes to me, I will handle it, and I handle it right then and there. No third parties involved, no nonsense, man or man, man or mano. you know? So like I said, we might be stuck with these damn masks, man, to 2022, and I don't know about you, man, I'm still having problems with these fucking masks. Every once in a while, I go outside or I go in store, and my shit fogs up, and I got all kinds of masks. I got the surgical box masks. I got cloth masks. I just fucking hate them, but I wear them. I do not sit here and tell you that I do not wear a mask. I wear a mask every single freaking day that I'm outside because I have a responsibility not only to keep myself safe, but to keep others safe from me, you know? So we had Ted Cruz bugging out this week. This fucking guy's a sinner that he's running around with a mullet, He's coming up with photo ops that don't make sense, passing out water where it looks like there's only two cars in the whole fucking parking lot. This is Texas. Millions of people live in Texas. He could have had a community center full of people delivering them water, food, or blankets, whatever they may need. You know, you already know about the Cancun thing, the going and coming. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Ted Cruz, but I think that Ted Cruz is a clown. I think the way he's conducted himself during the 
uh, and no, uh, no, the impeachment was as an asshole. I think the way he conducted himself with the college, electoral college voting count, he was an asshole. I hope the people of Texas will wake up and remember this when he comes up to vote the next time. So Biden said he wants the Congress to pass a law that would require background checks on all guns sold and ban assault weapons with high-capacity magazines. Now, the thing that gets me is I thought that most high-capacity magazines, anything over 30, were already banned because I would like to get my hands on some that are 50. And I think if you were grandfathered in and already owned them, you might be able to still keep them, but I don't think they make them, manufacture, or even sell them unless you get them on, like, eBay or something like that, and I don't even know if that's legal. So don't quote me. Check your state laws. Do not follow me on this. Go to your state laws and see what is the law. But we need something done with this quick because the fact of the matter is with all the new gun owners in 2020, you can barely find anything you can't find. Smaller caliber weapons, pocket pistols, mouse guns, whatever you want to call them, backup guns, they're almost unfindable right now. And if they are, they're overpriced. You cannot find certain ammo. 380 ammo is almost null and void. I mean, you can't find 9 millimeter ammo. So we need to fix this so that we could have some normality in certain parts of our lives. We already know that the world is still not normal. But there has to be some normality in certain things. Now, I also want to say that my heart goes out to the people in Texas who have suffered. It really disturbs me that we don't have infrastructure. We don't have people who are prepared on their own to make sure that if a catastrophe happens, that they have backups. You know what? It's all right to sit a corner in your house to have comforters, blankets, coat. Even though you're living somewhere warm, you never know what Mother Nature is going to do. You never know what the Creator has planned for you. So, you know what? You stay ready so you never have to get ready. You keep money so that you don't need money. If you are able to do those things, then you should do those things. I live in a place right now that's not the coldest. It gets cold, but not the coldest. I have winter coats that I can't even wear here, but I still own them just in case. Just in case. You know, so I listened to some music this week. And one of the albums I listened to was Neo, In My Own Words. And I thought it was a pretty outstanding album. He has some good songs on there. One is called Time. Another one is Let Go. And another one was called Just Ain't Right. And then Get Down Like That. These were some Pretty damn good songs. This might be an old album re-released by Neil, but I don't know because I wasn't familiar with it, even though I'm familiar with him, but I enjoyed it. Tiana Taylor, who I had never heard of a CD of before, released a CD called D&D, which means Do Not Disturb. As a matter of fact, one of the tracks, Do Not Disturb, with Chris Brown was outstanding. Morning was outstanding. How You Want It featuring King Combs, that was outstanding. Maybe featuring Pooka T, Pusha T, and Yo Yachty, Yo Gotti, that was go all right also. Boomin' 
with Missy Elliott and Future, that was pretty good. I enjoyed the CD by Tiana Taylor. I'd, I'd never really heard of Sing before, but I enjoyed it. I also listened to Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke has a CD called On Earth and In Heaven. And this thing was banging with hits. Lucky Star, Ola, Lola Marie, The Things You Do to Me, Beautiful, Look Easy, Take Me Higher, and That's What Love Can Do. I highly recommend the Robin Thicke On Earth and In Heaven CD. Especially if you like love songs, R&B type thing. I thought he did well. I also finished up Law & Order, finally, the SVU Stabler, Elliot Stabler years, which is only seasons 1 through 12. I finished that off. That was outstanding. As soon as season 13 came on, it, you had brand new cops. The blonde cop came in, the dark head, uh, Hispanic cop, and I didn't like either one of them as they entered the door, so I, I actually bailed on the rest of the series, even though I do still watch modern day Law & Order SVU. But I didn't need to see the old ones anymore. I watched the Keenan show. And I don't want to shit on the brother because I enjoy him a lot on Saturday Night Live. But the Keenan show was horrible. It was terrible. It was not funny. I didn't bond with anybody. I'm going to give it one more chance before I take this thing off my TiVo and get rid of it. But this, the first episode was... It was bad, man. It was really bad. I also watched Young Rock. Young Rock's first episode was pretty good. It was entertaining. It drew you in. You know, you're seeing a lot of familiar faces as actors now, like Iron Sheik and Andre the Giant. So you kind of drawn into the storyline of The Rock now running for president and him rehashing his life. I thought that was an interesting premise. Saturday Night Live was all right. It was a good show. It wasn't great. It hasn't been great the last two weeks, but it's been watchable. But I did finish season three of Bulletproof yesterday, which is a UK, like, bad boys TV show with uh, Ashley Waters and uh, No Clock. And if I got either one of these young brothers' names incorrect, I apologize but it's outstanding. It, I believe we air it here in America on the CW. It's a lot of action, a lot of shooting. It's the UK version of Bad Boys with, you know, Will Smith and, and Martin Lawrence, but it's just a TV show. But like I said, a lot of action, high energy. They try to be funny. They're funny. It, you know, the buddy cop thing. It's, it, I enjoy it, and I can't wait for season four. So we had a UFC card this week, and Curtis Blades for Derek Lewis. And Derek Lewis knocked Curtis Blades out in the second round. It was a devastating bolo uppercut. It was something else. Curtis Blades could not seem to be able to shoot in on Derek Lewis and get him down. And Derek was waiting for the shot, and when he came in, boy, he gave him an uppercut from hell. And that was lights out, and he was out for quite a while. Tom Aspinall beat Andre Avalowski uh, via uh, submission, rear naked choke. I want Avalowski to actually, the pit bull, it's time for him to hang up his gloves. I know he loves fighting and everything, but I hate to see old legends continue well past their prime, and I think that he's well past his prime. 
John Castanetti defeated Eddie Wyland. He knocked him out. Juliana, um, Julian Arosa beat and knocked out Drago Rodriguez. Sergey Spiskov knocked out Jared Vanarella. And also, uh, Shauna Dobson got knocked out by Casey O'Neill, who was a beast. Casey O'Neill was all over Shauna. I mean, she didn't give her a chance to breathe. She took her down. She beat her up. It was an entertaining card. This was the best UFC card that they've had in the last three weeks. So I appreciate it. And I thank UFC for this because they've been, the last two have been struggled to get through. But this one, with all the knockouts, submissions, and stuff, it was quite easily to survive this one. My San Antonio Spurs had four players test positive for COVID. Four. So they have not really played basketball in about a week, and they're not going to be playing it. I don't believe they're not even going to come back to this Thursday. Now, the NBA is going to have their three-point contest, their skills challenge, before the All-Star game on March 7th. They're going to have the dunk contest at halftime of the All-Star game. And what I really do not appreciate of what the NBA is doing, the Players Association is doing, is that they're using so that people can't come down on them HBCUs and COVID-19 relief. And they're using this as a shield. They're using this as... If you come down on us about the game, then that means you don't support HBCUs. You don't support us donating funds to COVID-19. What is $2.5 million to the NBA? They could donate that at any point in time. And if the players use this as reason, they're frauds also because everybody just act like HBCUs just started existing in 2021. No, they have been around for over a hundred years. Why haven't we had regular all-star games donate the proceeds, donate revenue to these schools? Stop faking the funk and to use them this way. But it's always easy in America to use a black cause as a shield against any kind of negativity that you might have come at you. Because what will happen is you could always say, look at the racist corporations in America not wanting to help the poor black man. But you wasn't thinking about the poor black man until you could use him for your benefit. You know, the NBA has had over 25 games postponed this season due to COVID-19. We're not in a bubble. These protocols are causing games to be postponed and canceled. This is not the 2020 NBA season that went without a hitch inside the bubble. These guys are free to roam around the cabin. And as they roam around the cabin, things happen. This is real life. Matter of fact, here we got some NBA games for you. Tonight, we got the Trailblazers versus the Suns. Tuesday, we got the Celtics versus the Mavericks. The 76ers play the Raptors. Trailblazers play the Nuggets. Now, Thursday, we got the Mavs playing the Pelicans. No, the 76ers are playing the Mavs. The Pelicans are playing the Bucks. Friday, we got the Pacers versus the Celtics and the Trailblazers versus the Lakers. Saturday, we have the Mavs versus the Nets 
and the Warriors versus the Lakers. And by the way, last Saturday, the Senate acquitted Donald J. Trump for the second time of uh, impeachment by a vote of 57 guilty to 43 not guilty. I don't know if I brought that up on last show, but I felt that it's uh, important enough to bring it on now. But I don't want to ever tell you how to live your life. I don't want to ever tell you what to do with your life. What you are comfortable doing, please continue to do. If you are willing to pay the price for something that you do, then by all means, do it. If you hurt somebody and it costs, but you're willing to pay that cost, then do what you do. As long as you can answer for what you do as a man, or you can answer for what you do as a woman. No crying. No crying. Everybody's a motherfucking gangster to the judge start talking decades. We all know that. And that's why I'm not that kind of gangster. I don't want to hear no judge talking no fucking decades to me. You understand? I don't want somebody to be able to disrespect me in open public because I owe them X amount of dollars and that they decide while we're having dinner as a group that this is when they're going to tell everybody in the group, you know what, this dude's in my pocket for 500 This dude's in my pocket for two grand. So I don't leave myself open for those type of things. But if you can handle that kind of weight, then you handle that kind of weight. See, I'm not one of those people that believe in unconditional love. I believe that love comes with conditions. I believe that love comes with a responsibility. I do not ever tell anybody that I love them that I do not love. If I do not love you, I will never tell you that I love you. I will not lie to you that way. I don't pretend to know anybody, and I don't pretend to allow anybody to think that they know me. They know of me. I know of them. But do I know them? Because behind closed doors, I'm not vouching for Anybody on the planet, you will never hear Doc say that that is a really good dude because, to be honest, I don't know what a really good dude is. I don't know anybody like that. I don't go out of my way to get to know anybody like that. I am happy living more than arm's distance limb away from every other human being on the planet. But that works for me because, see, I don't understand the concept of loneliness. I don't understand the concept of needing or wanting. These are things that are foreign to me. They are foreign to my mind. They're not things that I really want to understand. I understand that I can look in the mirror and I love that dude that looks back at me. He provides food. He provides any kind of tap on the back that I need. He provides motivation. I don't look outside myself for any of these things. Do I also believe that there are a lot of things in this world that I can't control? Most things in this world I can't control. They are out of my hands. So I don't sweat them. It took years of conditioning my mind this way. And I can help anybody who feels lost like that. If they feel that they're lost and they have to be entrapped in something or somebody guiding away for them where they can't control it themselves... I can help you get control of yourself where you take responsibility for everything. And when you start taking responsibility for everything and there's no thing is the point 
anywhere else but at yourself, you will live a life that will be golden, man. I promise you that. It will be a life that you can be proud of. It will be a life that the people that around you want to be like you because most people are followers. Not many people were born to lead. You're not conditioned or trained to lead. You were born to do it. It's something inside your DNA that tells you that you can. Because you know what? Average, you don't know what that means, homeboy. You ain't trying to be average. You ain't trying to be average in anything you do. You know what? I have social media like everybody else. And you feel free to check my social media. There's no pictures of me. There's no pictures of my meals. There's no pictures of my car. There's no pictures of my weapons. There's no pictures of my clothes. There's no picture of my woman. Because I don't need anybody to co-sign anything for me. When I brought it, I liked it. I can see it. And that's the only person that matters that can see it is me. I do not have one photo of me anywhere on any social media doing anything. I love golf. Are there any pictures of me golfing? No. I have nice things. Are there any pictures of me with my nice things? No. I eat every day. Do I take pictures of my meals? No. But that's me. I don't need that. If you need that, then you continue chasing that. Those dopamines are not dopamines for me. That's not the drugs I'm on. See, what I'm on, you can't smoke it, you can't shoot it, nor can you sniff it. You got to be born this way. And then when you're born this way and you realize you're this way, then you have to train your mind to accept it because there are responsibilities that come with not being what you call normal. Responsibilities come when kids tell you you're strange from the time you're four or five, and you know it. You know, but you you don't take strangers being a negative. You take it as a positive. You say, well, that's my strength. That's my strength. That's my power. We all have a sp- special superpower. It's, it's keying into what that superpower might be. You might be the ear or the preacher for your friends and your family. You might be the financial wizard in your crew. You might be the muscle. You could be a lot of things. You could be the quiet one who's just an ear. See, that's what I spent most of my life doing. I gather information. I gather data. I don't talk a lot. I don't tell secrets. Because the first person who rats on you is you when you tell a secret. So I don't tell any secrets. If it's meant To be a secret, I will keep it to my grave. I have that ability, and I will die with that ability. That's another thing that I was given, and I appreciate it. Listen, I thank you for listening to me. I appreciate you always tuning in to Strange Talk with Doc. If you ever like to be a guest on the show, you know what to do. I'm not going to ask you. I already promised I don't ask anybody to subscribe. I don't ask anybody to share. I don't ask anybody to like What you do organically is what you do organically, not because you were prompted to do anything. But once again, I do appreciate your time. I do appreciate your energy. I do appreciate your ear because you didn't have to do it. You didn't have to listen. And I maybe I touched something that made you return again. 
And for that, I appreciate you, like I said. And I'm not going to say that word again. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.